Hey, what's up, Joe? How you doing, bro? Good. Episode 41. Episode 41. It's a big one. It's finally the Super Bowl. And this is the purpose of the NFL season and the purpose of assembling teams. And we, we pretty much started this thing around draft time. So we were able to take it from, you know, off season and stuff like that. But mostly we were able to see how some of these teams improved into Super Bowl contenders and and what have you. And uh, I mean, why don't you just intro the episode as we've finally made it to the big game come Sunday? Yes, we have. And that is going to be the big topic of today's show. Uh, Welcome to episode number 41. As Alex said at the beginning of the episode, big show today. Lots of Super Bowl content. We're going to be breaking down score predictions, um, sleeper picks, and much more. Even a little bit of prop back talk for fun. You know, a lot of a lot of interesting things that people like to, you know, make a friendly wager on, like the coin toss or, um, you know, how long the national anthem is going to be. Just, you know, some stuff for fun. So we're going to pick a couple of those and uh, give you what we think is going to happen. But we're also going to talk about the uh, Matthew Stafford trade. Since the last time we talked, Matthew Stafford was traded uh, to the Los Angeles Rams. Yes. We got a decent haul back. Uh, Jared Goff, you know, I'll give my thoughts on Jared Goff when we get there. But uh, definitely do like the draft capital that the uh, new GM Brad Holmes picked up. So, For sure. Yeah, that, that's going to be the episode today. So uh, why don't we just, you know, get started? And, uh, I mean, the first thing, uh, Sunday, Super Bowl, it's crazy to me that it's been a year since it feels like the 49ers-Chiefs game was last it was week. It was one year ago yesterday. And, I mean, it, it does not feel like that at all. Obviously, we didn't have much in regards to COVID. No. It wasn't even... No, uh, not sure really. yet yeah but. yeah it wasn't it wasn't really discussed as a threat here in america and i mean um we we talked about it in wuhan come mm-hmm. january last year and stuff like yeah. that but it, it didn't really hit here until late february early march mm-hmm. when yeah we started i was hearing um, about it locally i was two days uh, the two i was two days two days from now i would have been in atlanta last year wow and it's just crazy to think of you know how the last travel 365 days i mean I was walking around Metro Airport, you know, you you would see people with masks on and you'd think, oh, well, they're just trying to be precautionary. But you yeah. know, look back 12 months from now. I mean, everywhere we it's go, the world. everywhere we go, we got to we got to almost wear one. It's... Apple is updating iOS 14.5, I believe, to recognize your face with a mask on. Oh, really? Which and is you... going to be interesting because if I look like someone and just put the mask on or if I wear a different just... what's going to how's that going to work if I wear a different one? Like, That's I have multiple ones I wear. I mean. Yeah, same. I think it'll be interesting. Maybe they'll base it on the eyes or the face. I, I don't know how they're – I know in the last update they put in that um, COVID, you know, if you were exposed to your phone was going to let you know. Yeah. It's um such a different world. I know, man, I know. From, from last Super Bowl. And I was looking at the ring ceremony they did when the Chiefs got their rings last year, and they were all separated and mm-hmm. getting mad masks on. I was like, wow. So in the time they won the Super Bowl – to the time of the ring ceremony that's how much changed in that short span uh-huh. of about a month yeah it, it was a quick month february last year and obviously the shortest month of the year it's uh you know only 28 days 29 it was actually 29 last year leaping. i think last year was yeah, the leap the leap year, right yeah yeah so all the leap babies of our generation were like five or six. yeah i always remember um, leap years as in i know that's the year of the olympics because yeah. last year would have been an olympic year but it got pushed back oh, to the nice. summer which uh, it's in Japan this year, so it's gonna oh, wow. we're gonna get a lot of uh, you know early morning events. 
Yeah. You know, so that'll be nice. Wow. Uh, I'm, I've been up early, you know, stupid early the last couple of weeks. So, if you know, yeah, I keep that we're... trend going, then we'll have some live Olympic events to watch, you know, at like two, three, four o'clock in the morning, which is uh, actually Finally, pretty cool. Man. And like we've, we've talked about, Olympics are going to be fun mm-hmm. no matter what because um, yeah. they're just so unique. But like it's hard to watch the NBA games sometimes. Oh, it's, I felt just, lost just, interest just... in the NBA. Just because of the the crowd, mm-hmm. I did. Uh, we we got to talk about courtside Karen a little bit. Oh yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Courtside Karen. <laughs> courtside she issued a Karen. statement today. She was like, you know, I apologize for my vulgar language, and I was like, yeah, I, I'm not buying it. After you just came on, made two videos about LeBron calling your calling your husband something. I'm like, mm-hmm. LeBron does not care. He does not. Care. LeBron care just went classic. You know, I'm glad the fans are back. You know. <laughs> yeah, I just I think that was the best. And then proceeded to tweet out, uh, "Courtside Karen was mad, mad." Yeah, that, that was the funniest part to me, man. It goes down for an early contender for tweet of the year. Honestly, honestly, um, but moving on, Chiefs, uh, Bucks, Super Bowl. I I would have said I think we said Chiefs, Seattle is mm-hmm. what I had said. I mean, the Chiefs I, were definitely going to make it. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is I, it. Like people have built this game up. It's goat versus baby goat and this will be patrick mahomes when he's 35 or if he plays Uh past 40 if he gets blessed with the health that tom brady has had over his career we could be talking in you know 15 years that patrick mahomes is in his 10th super bowl yeah or even who knows before then maybe he could have been in three super bowls we always mention Mm -hmm. this now the offside if the offside is currently in that 18 afc championship game he could have been in three straight Super Bowls as a starter. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the craziest thing about the game for me is the fact that the fact that Mahomes made it is one thing, but three seasons as a starter, you make two out of three Super Bowls. Had you were one penalty away from being three of three. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect thing. And Mahomes is so young and um just you look at the stats that he's already accumulated. And you look at the plays, the highlight plays he's already made, and the impact he's made on the game has been evident. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really start thinking about other quarterbacks and just the top names, yeah. I feel like, coming draft time now. Because Mahomes, everyone talked about Trubisky in that draft and Watson, but you, Mahomes was known, but not to this level. Yeah. I think it just shows, like, you can never really predict no, no. who's going to translate. And it's going to be really interesting to watch here in the next four or five years is this next cycle of college players get into the college ranks. How many quarterbacks especially are going to have a game like Patrick Mahomes? I mean, we're already saying, oh, you get Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be Patrick Mahomes tier. Mm-hmm. You talk about the rookie season Justin Herbert had, and you say that's a that's another mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes type. No, I'm of not player. meaning in the cannon of the arm. I'm moving, I mean, I, when I say that, I mean, you know, the scrambling ability and the ability yeah. to turn something into nothing like a video game. The, the comebacks, the three comebacks last, including the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I mean, from last season, that's the type of, it's the leadership. Mm-hmm. It's the cannon and for, for arm. 20, it's the mobility. 24, 25 year old quarterback yeah. to have this much experience in big games and to have, you look back at the AFC Championship game two weeks ago. Nicole Hardman yeah. muffs that punt. Dawson Knox scores the next play. It's 9-0 Buffalo. Mahomes goes over to Nicole Hardman. Pick your head up. Getting started. It's not over. Just like what he did in that divisional round game against Houston last year when they were down 24-0. Yeah. And then they just went, you know, absolutely insane. Berserk. And that's just the young leadership qualities that you're not used to seeing out of 25, 24-year-old quarterback. I yeah, mean, no. 
you'd think the man's got 12 years in the, the league. Respect, respect Patrick Mahomes has is the most out of any player at mm-hmm. his age. Mm-hmm. And and I would have said he had it last year when he won that. Yeah, Super Bowl. oh for sure. Is he he was respected as if he was the veteran guy. And mm-hmm. he, he, it's crazy to say Patrick Mahomes is a veteran quarterback in his third starting season. Yeah. But he plays like one. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing. He had one bad game of the year, I'd say, versus the Dolphins, three mm-hmm. interceptions. But Mahomes, it's 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 not like a bad game. There no. was he won the game. It was mm-hmm. the Dolphins were not a bad team either this no, year. The Dolphins and they had have that, a lot of upside. Good defense. They, they really did. And I was surprised to say that because when they traded Minka Fitzpatrick that mm-hmm. one season, their defense mm-hmm. plummeted after. Yeah, that. when they traded him and Tunsil, um, I thought I thought that team was going to go downhill quick. But I mean, you, you give that to if you want to talk about them. I mean, you give that to Ricky head coach Brian Flores. I mean, they went into New England. Oh yeah, they went into New England week seventeen with nothing to play for, yeah. and they spoiled a first round bye. And that was basically it for Tom Brady. He had to play in a wild card game, and then they had to lose into Tennessee, and that was it for him in New England. And that's all you all that all to former Henry Patriot assistant well. Brian Flores. <laughs> I mean. Brian Flores is definitely I, – I like him as a Sneaky coach. coach think, of the year candidate, I would have thought. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and the thing is, like, Adam Gase was there in the Dolphins, right, before mm. before Flores. Adam Gase went, like, horrible record. <laughs> it's like Adam Gase is an awful coach. I think Adam Gase guy, won, like, what, seven games with the Jets? Dude, he's awful. He's so <laughs> awful. He, he's got to be the worst coach of all time. Yeah. I'd be surprised if anyone ever – well, there's probably worse. Well, the gentleman we I, had I, in Detroit uh, the last couple no, of years, definitely up on worst. that list. I'd say Adam Gase, though, pretty pretty horrible. Mm-hmm. And and you take a look. If he ever gets another coaching job, I would Which he won't, surprised. no. He won't. If, you, if, if someone did that, you'd literally be, like, committing suicide on your team. Like, Basically, he'd be yeah. And if you wanted Adam Gase, it'd be the tank. It would literally be the tank. Yeah. And um, I mean, also take a look at who the Texans hired, though. What, Cully? And he was the reason, like, the Ravens' pass offense was horrible. They're all first-year coaches this year, this coming year. I know. It's it's so weird. Um, I don't know how I feel about bite your kneecaps off, but hey, the yeah. the the GM made a really good trade. Ask me, ask me at OTAs how we feel about Dan Campbell. And I'll give you an honest representation once he gets a draft, <laughs> once Holmes and For him sure. get a draft together. They've obviously made the first big splash, and we'll talk more about that when we get to that yeah. segment because I got a lot of good things to say, and I got some things that you know I'm kind of hesitant to say about For that sure. trade. Um, you take a look at the Super Bowl, though. Chiefs-Bucks met already week, in November. Week 12, yep. Week 12, yep. And Chiefs, it was 27-24. Yep. Tyreek Hill um, went insane. Didn't he have 269 was, yards and three touchdowns? It was 20 to – yeah, Tyreek had a game. But it was 20 to 7 at half, mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. Bucks made and, it a game, though, in the second half. I remember Bucks watching the second half. Quarter, fourth quarter, Chiefs did not score. Mm-mm. That is not normal no. for Patrick Mahomes no. in the fourth quarter. I don't care if it's week 12. I don't, I don't, I don't care if it's week 12. Fourth quarter, no Patrick Mahomes points. That's when he, he, he puts he on. That's why you call him Showtime. Yeah. And that's when he really ups that score, keeps that score going. No, they were scoreless in the fourth quarter, and that's what's going to be interesting about this game. I know it wasn't as high as stakes, but Tom Brady performs better than anyone at this. No, for sure. And you can say Patrick Mahomes is is at that level, but I only argue he's at that level because Brady's 43 years old. But to say to say that is crazy. 
You talk about Patrick Mahomes at 25 at, at the same level as a 43-year-old Brady in my eyes. It's insane. And that's why Brady's the GOAT, mm. bro. Because he's here, and, and he's, he's still kicking. And he, someone asked, hey, how do you feel about playing to 45? He said, bring it. Come on. Let's, I'm, father I'm, father I'm time, bring it. Come that's on. That's basically that's what he said. And he's, he's, he's unstoppable mm-hmm. at this point. To, I, I honestly would have said Bucks had a good chance to go to the NFC Championship when the season started. Especially with the way I think they, I predicted them. Especially with the way they started. I mean, uh-huh. for them to go down into New Orleans in Brady's first game, Brady threw two, that was a two bad picks game. in that game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. One of them was a pick six. And they just you, – you would have told me week one, this team's going to make the Super Bowl. I mean, and they – that's but that's what Tom Brady teams do. They have that one game. You look back at the teams that he had in New England. They would lose that game that they weren't supposed to. Matt Patricia's yeah. first season as a Lions coach. We hosted the Patriots on a Sunday night. The Lions won that game. That was the game, that, that was the, game the Patriots weren't supposed to, win, to, to lose. But mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, that was a Super Bowl year for them. I don't remember if they. I don't remember if that was the year that they played the Rams and they won, or if that was the year they lost to the Eagles. But they did make the Super Bowl that year. And uh, uh yeah, they did. I think that's the year they beat the this Ravens. Is, I mean, Rams. this is the time Tom Brady turns it on. November, right around that, they have not lost since that loss to the Chiefs. They went four and zero in the regular season, or three and zero in the regular season, and then they went three and zero in the playoffs. So they've won six in a row, or maybe seven. Wow. This is just the time. This wow. is Tom Brady's time. November into December, and into January, just to get warmed up for the playoffs. And I mean, you take you take a look, like you said, at that first game they played in New Orleans, and I was like, yeah, they're they're gonna go. I eight, thought they were eight, 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 nine, and seven at the most. They were gonna maybe get yeah. that last wild card spot. I really did. But what's interesting is before the season started, I said, hey, Bucks could be Super Bowl contenders. Mm-hmm. There's no a lot doubt. Of people about that. said that. You know, is it was a good. Risky kind of a play, you know. Oh, and they the, got and the, the thing goal, is like, you know? Even if you don't make the Super Bowl, I, I, I thought at least second round, mm-hmm. at least championship season starts. Like you said, they have that bad Saints game, and that's when I was like, yeah, eight and eight, nine and seven, best, worst, seven and seven and nine. Like during that, I thought they were going to be in the middle pack. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought just, and I thought the problem was just going to be an old Brady, yeah. a regressed Brady. Uh, a Brady who couldn't get to that next level. A Brady that didn't have the offseason to work with his weapons, with his new receivers. Yeah. Uh, a Gronk that just shouldn't have come out of retirement. Mm-hmm. But no, all of those things were wrong. You even had Antonio Brown. Picking up him and Fournette, though. Those and were Lenny, Lenny, playoff, playoff Lenny. Lenny is that dude. I'm excited to see him. And and I, I, I think he deserves to be in that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I saw the meme, though. It's like there's like a ton of um, – Jaguars players in this Super Bowl. It's like um they're like first round picks or something. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette's in the Super Bowl, Blaine mm-hmm. Gabbert. It's like some other players. And I was just like, wow. Now I know Jacksonville has to be salty about that because the Jags have the number one pick in the draft the same year that a ton of their like failed operations make the Super Bowl. I just think that is just so funny for for no reason. Just it had to be in the same season. And also, what's interesting is the cover athletes of Madden 17, 18, 19, 19, 20. 19, I did 20 see that. Are all playing in the Super Bowl. And so it's just, it's a very interesting year. I knew that was going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Also, the last seven Super Bowls have featured a former 
Patriots QB or a Patriots quarterback at some mm-hmm. point. 49 had Tom Brady in it. 50 had Cam Newton mm-hmm. in it. 51 had Tom Brady. 52 Tom Brady. 53 Tom Brady. 54 Garoppolo. 54 Garoppolo. And 55 Tom Brady. So that's crazy. I mean, um, when I was watching, it was something. It was a video about how the Bills lost those four straight Super mm-hmm. Bowls. And and we and and it's a good video. It's by a guy named Set the Edge on YouTube. Probably my favorite NFL YouTuber by far. The best to watch. Check him out. Um, if you want, his name's Set the Edge, and he does a really good job. But this Bills one was a really good. And and the videos are usually about 16, 20 minutes. So I mean, I put them on in the background, and I I, I do get a lot of knowledge about teams from the past or teams from the present things to watch and, and he's a really good youtuber with a lot of insights so definitely check him out but he he was talking about the bills go to the super bowl well i think it was either the first or the second they played the giants and guess what who was on the sideline it was bill belichick and he schemed for that great bills offense with jim kelly at the time they, they were doing the no huddle when it just was getting into the league really and it was like a modern offense but belichick schemed and stopped it and so i mean Belichick, I he's not done. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna reach that Super Bowl again, and I I think this is the Super Bowl where Tom Brady says, "Hey, I don't need Bill Belichick." I think in the next coming years we could see a Super Bowl where it's Belichick doesn't need Tom Brady, possibly. And I mean, I, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, taking a look at the Super Bowl, like you said. We got this matchup week 12. It, it came down to only a field goals difference. It's going to be a good matchup, and I think we've we've strayed from it too long. I think it's time to break it down and give all your thoughts and predictions for it, Dill. All right. 38-27, the Chiefs. They're going to win back-to-back. I don't see the, uh, lo- the loss of their top two tackles. I don't see that being an issue. Just due to the fact of Mahomes' escapability. You you can rush four on the guy. You can rush six on the guy. You leave that running back to block for him on a pass block on third down. He will get out of the pocket. He will find Tyreek Hill. He will find Travis Kelsey. He will find Michael Hardman. He'll find Sammy Watkins if Sammy Watkins is able to play. He'll find the guys that he needs to, and he keys on the third down pass. They are one of the most accurate third down teams in the NFL, and I think that's going to be a big difference in this game. I kind of kind of got a sleeper MVP pick. I see Travis Kelsey winning MVP. I know it's usually a quarterback award. Obviously, uh, Mahomes won it last year. Uh, a lot a lot of quarterbacks. Tom Brady's won a couple in his career. Uh, two touchdowns and 120 from Kelsey, I think. Mahomes is going to go for 303 touchdowns. I see Edwards Hilaire getting another touchdown as well. 65 yards. He's going to ball out in the Super Bowl. In his first career Super Bowl, a uh, 32nd overall pick this year by the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes' guy, as we've mentioned many times. Uh, I see a sleeper pick being the Chiefs' defense. I see that defense putting some pressure on Brady. Obviously, if you've uh, heard the history between Steve Spagnola and the uh, Tom Brady, he is three and one against Tom Brady. He was the defensive coordinator on that. Uh, team, the 07 Giants, I believe it was, which was the uh, they beat the 19 and 0 Patriots. Put a lot of pressure. The key wow. is going to be putting four men rushes in. That is what the Giants did to get to Tom Brady in 07 with Strahan and yeah. Usamura and guys like that. I can see the Chiefs uh, pass rushers doing that to get to Brady. Uh, Brady's going to throw for 275 and three touchdowns, but he's going to have trouble turning the ball over again. He threw three interceptions on Championship Sunday against Green Bay. Didn't cost him the game. Almost did, though. 
but I don't see him coming back from two interceptions in this game. Uh, Ronald Jones is going to get a load of the carries and get about 50 yards. Uh, Godwin and Evans, they're not going to be getting the ball much, but they are going to make making some significant plays to keep Brady and crew in the game with 70 apiece on five catches. I don't see Gronk really showing up that much. I see Cameron Brait getting the ball more, even though Gronk has been on quite a hot spell lately. It's going to be a close game in the fourth quarter. I think Kansas City is going to get that statement drive, though, at the end of the game to put it away. I see an 80-plus yard touchdown drive sealing it. And, uh, yeah, the the difference is going to be, obviously, the Chiefs' defense stepping up. They haven't really been the defense they were last year. That was really the only difference between this year's team and last year's team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bucks have a weaker offensive line. They're a little younger. They're not used to protecting a guy like Tom Brady. And I really think that's going to be the difference in the Chiefs going back-to-back here. First time since 0304 Patriots. And that's the thing. Oh, three, oh, four Patriots. That was Tom mm-hmm. Brady, man. So it's it, it, it could come full circle. Um, everyone's saying the Chiefs are gonna win. Realistically, in my brain, I'm saying Chiefs are gonna win. But I'm gonna go Tom Brady with this one. I'm gonna say it might be thirty-one thirty. It might be one point difference. I think this game will be close until the last second. And I think it could come down to like maybe a dropped pass or drop something. I think it's gonna be a will it be a game winning field goal. I it could be Does Brady get another like, Super Bowl ring on a field goal. And that's that's the thing I'd like to say he doesn't. Um and if he does though, I think people are that haters are all mm-hmm. gonna come out and say Brady got carried mm-hmm. again. But I think Brady's gonna win this one. I think he's gonna do what he needs to do to win this one. And realistically in my brain, I'm like, no, Patrick Mahomes is younger. You're right, the defense for the Chiefs is not the same as it was. But if you get that rush and now you're talking about Spagnola. I mean, I think the scheme the Chiefs are going to run on defense is going to be good. I think their offensive scheme with Eric Bieniemy is going to be even better. Can we get but this man a head coaching job, please? He needed it. He needed to be at the Texans coach. He honestly needed to be our coach. Anybody's coach. He should Anybody's coach. He should have. And it's it's disappointing. The only thing I can say I'm looking forward to is him still being on the Chiefs and still getting Mahomes mm. and these great schemes and mm. all that. That's the only thing I can say I'm excited for. But, yeah, you're right. I'm like a little like, wow, they really duped this man. I think next year, if they lose this Super Bowl, though, they come out and they win mm-hmm. next year. No doubt. And I think, I think the, um, even if they win this year, they, they have a really good chance to three feet. And uh, I, I think Eric Bieniemy's almost going to be on a revenge tour, maybe in this game, maybe in the next game. I, he's going to be he, showing those GMs and owners bad. that he should have been the guy getting one of those seven jobs for sure, especially for if sure. they hang. 40 or 45 points on a very good Bucks defense. Yeah. And that's what's the difference maker for me is I really like this mm-hmm. Bucks defense. They got some guys on I that like team. Levante. And and here's what this team reminds me of though, this Bucks team. It reminds me of that Ravens team from mm-hmm. 2012 that Super made Bowl it team. when no one expected yep. them to. I mean, it's not like I didn't expect the Bucks to, but when they hit the playoffs and they had Tom Brady, we had to be going besides Drew Brees in terms of playoffs and Mitch Trubisky and maybe even Heineke, but he showed he, he could be a mm-hmm. opponent. I thought, man, Brady's older. I don't know if he's going to get to that Super Bowl. I think Aaron Rodgers had a really good shot. Had a heck of a season. And I think that's the coaching. I, he did MVP uh, for sure. Even though I just wish he would stop destroying the for Lions sure, with Hail sure. Marys. Um, the thing is, I just think, this team reminds me of that last it, Ray it does, run, really. That last Ed Reed run. 
I think this is Levante David's. You think like this is his last dance. You think if they win, he retires? I I don't know if it's his last dance, but I think um it would be nice. It's like it's like that idea. I don't think Brady oh, retires no. if they win or they lose. If they lose, Brady does not retire. If they win, no. he does not retire. There's but, a better chance that um, they win, but if he loses, hundred percent, he's back. But I, yeah, no, I mean, I would back. give I would give the chance. I would give him a ninety eight percent chance of coming back. If either way, yeah, I agree. Um, I think he just still has mm. it in him, and I think he, he just still doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't show that he's aged. I mean, he's never been a, a mobile quarterback. He's always been a pocket yeah, presence. No. But for a guy at 43 years old to be beat around like an NFL quarterback does for mm-hmm. this is they're going to be their what 19th game, 20th game of the season. Yeah, because they yeah. played the wild card round, so this will be their 19th, 20th game of yeah. the year. And for him to you know, obviously every NFL player is going to have their bumps and bruises along the season. But for him to look still look so fresh, and he's 43 years old. I mean, that's just amazing. I don't know what he does. It's I don't know if he's incredible. not eating it's... a strawberry for, you know, how many ever years or not eating sugar or whatever he does to stay in shape. Yeah, whatever. But it's just amazing. It's just it's just one mm-hmm. of a kind. Tom Brady is one of a kind, yeah. and that's why he's the GOAT. And um, everyone's saying, oh, you can't count GOAT based on rings. It's not the rings. Okay, I'm sorry. It's it's not the rings that make it. It's the fact that he's doing it at 43. It's the fact he was a sixth-round draft pick. It's the fact that if you look at his combine, it's probably the most unathletic combine <laughs> of all time. It's the fact that any team he goes to goes from a 30-interception, 30-touchdown to season to Super Bowl. It's, the, it's those things. It's the fact that the Patriots lose Tom Brady, and they plummet with a quarterback that was the MVP five seasons mm-hmm. ago. Playing getting in Super getting Bowl benched 50. what three four times this year? Yes, throwing like less touchdowns in in Gillette Stadium than than other players in their division. It, it's 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 mind boggling to me the the demise mm-hmm. of the Patriots or the fall of the Patriots. I know they had a lot of older guys, but you take one guy out and you go from a wild card round to, I mean, almost first round by mm-hmm. last year. To wild card round now being six yeah. and ten, right? It's it's the thing wow. for me is it's the receivers that he makes look good. I mean, Scotty Miller, this year's team, Scotty Miller, he's made a big impact in Tyler Johnson getting the ball. Cameron Brait wasn't getting the ball much with Jameis Winston. It was more OJ Howard as the tight end when um Jameis Winston was there last yeah. year. But you look even in his Patriots career, I'd never heard of Julian. I yes, never welcome. heard of Julian Edelman when the Patriots drafted Julian Edelman. No. He was a quarterback in, in college at a Mac school. And the guy goes and gets drafted by the New England Patriots to play wide receiver. And he turns Julian Edelman into probably a top five all-time slot receiver. You mentioned Wes oh, Welker. Yeah. I mean, you look at the drop-off yeah, of Wes Welker number one after slot, he bro. left. I mean, yeah, the concussions yeah. really didn't help either. Wes Welker was beat around a lot in his career. And you look at the littler guys. I mean, you look at last year's Patriots team. They had Julian Edelman, and that was about it. Yeah. And he still led them sure. to a playoff berth. It's it's the nobodies. It's the guys like, I mean, it's the guys so that he Michelle, puts on the map. Like what? Do you think about Dion, Dion Branch. Branch. I mean, I, you only ever heard about him mm, on the Patriots. Where did he even go after? Did he play here for the Colts, maybe? Nowhere. I mean... The Eagles. I, and I think he did like nothing. 
It's like no. he did nothing after. But the thing about like Tom Brady, you're saying, is he just elevates your team's play. It's not. It's like there's that quality about him, that leadership, that mentality that he carries. It's almost like yeah. the Kobe yeah, mentality. I was, I was just gonna say that actually. And it, and it's almost even like a Jordan mentality, where you you kind of have to be a little bit of a dick yeah. to be yeah. the goat. You have to. Like I was explaining this to somebody, I was like, you know, I realize successful people kind of just have to be like mm-hmm. horrible when they need to be. They have to be mean. They have to be serious. They have to say, hey, you're not performing where you need to be performing. And, and it's not even like that. It's like, I know you can do better. Show me because I know you have it in you. I see the potential. So why is it not coming out? And that's the Brady mentality is, I believe in you. I'm not going to mm-hmm. baby you. I want to get the best out of you. And I think he gets the best out of his receivers, running backs, whatever you want to call it. Brady elevates the whole team. And that's the gift of Tom Brady. And that's why he's the GOAT, despite rings. I think, though, he gets the seventh ring. I think uh, the defense is going to go crazy. I, I think the Bucks defense, I, I, I just, I'm scared of them. I, I'm, I'm equally scared of the Chiefs' mm-hmm. offense. But the Bucks defense, I think this is the game where they're like. I mean, they, they have, have some underrated guys on that team. I mean, JPP, JPP for, I think for him to go impact. from the Giants and to have a big impact on the Giants finger, the and to almost lose his whole hand in that firework accident, to come back and play basically <laughs> with a club on his hand for that first season that he came yeah. back. And then for the Giants mm-hmm. to let him go and for him to sign a one year deal with the, uh, or a two year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he had a – this is his first year with the Bucs, right? He made, he made the Pro Bowl. And yeah, he's so. probably had the biggest impact, I would say, for one team in the NFL this season. And then to have Shaq yeah. Barrett – I mean, Shaq Barrett was the sack leader last year in the NFL. I think he had 19 and a half. He was a couple off Strahan's record. For him to come back and now yeah. have a partner in crime on the other side of the line to go rush the quarterback. And to have guys like Devin, mm-hmm. Devin White is an absolute animal. You can book this guy for 10 tackles a game, at least. You can book him probably yeah. for the next five to six seasons for 100 plus tackles. And for the impact that he's made on interceptions in the playoffs, he's got two interceptions in the playoffs. Linebackers are not supposed to be getting yeah. interceptions like that. And you look, you look at the secondary. Got to be one of the most underrated secondaries in the league. Because they don't have that one yeah. shining star. See, Seattle's Super Bowl teams had Sherman. The Patriots' Super Bowl teams had Gilmore. Last year, the Chiefs had Tyron Matthew. And Juan Thornhill had a good rookie season. Yeah. The, pay, the, the, yeah. the thing with the Bucs this season, they don't have that guy. They have, you know, Antoine Winfield, rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. They have yeah. a guy I'm going to talk about when we get to sleepers, Sean Murphy Bunting. He's had a big impact on them in his second season in the league. Mm-hmm. And you talk about guys like that. Yeah. Those are the guys that make championship, you know, that win defense wins championships is what they say. Oh, those sure. are the guys. It's not the pass rushers. We talk, we can talk about those guys for hours. It's the guys that people don't talk about usually that's going to make the big difference in this game for them to win. It's, you know, mm-hmm. breaking up the pass to Tyreek Hill or, you know, hitting Kelsey down below at the knees and make him fumble or, you know, prevent a first down yeah those are the little things that sure. we don't talk about enough that's going to make the difference for the bucks possibly if they want to win this game i think 
the reason I'm going with the Bucks is we talk about all the weapons the Chiefs have on offense and and don't don't get me wrong, they're one of they might be a top mm-hmm. five offense all the time. They are. Yeah. They are. They are. There's no question. You can say right now but, if they were to all to retire after the Super Bowl between Kelsey Hill and Mahomes, I would say they're all in the Hall of Fame right now. Mahomes definitely oh, is locked for the Hall of Fame right now. Okay, Kelsey yeah, he's Hill, locked. maybe not, but I think Kelsey Mahomes would be, be a first Hill, ballot Hall of Famer right now in his third season in yeah, the league. No doubt. It's insane. Uh the thing that the only reason I have the Bucks winning this too is just their depth chart. Mm-hmm. Let me just take a let me just go down the list at, of their roster. You obviously have Tom Brady. Running backs though. You have Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny, Rojo, Beast. He'll he'll get it done. Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn is a guy we do not talk enough about. I don't say. Oh, and 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 I think had they not signed Leonard Fournette, we'd be talking about Keyshawn Vaughn mm-hmm. in the way we're talking about him. I think he would have really stepped up. I I think Keyshawn Vaughn's a sneaky guy. This is a guy that on. people are going to be like, you know, casual football fans that are sitting there watching the Super Bowl on Sunday are going to be like. Who's this guy? Because he could go for you know 30, 40 yeah. yards and possibly score a touchdown, I think, in this game. Yeah. I I think Keyshawn, you talk about what Damian Williams was able to the do. The original playoff. Yeah. We he, wouldn't have playoff Lenny if we didn't year. have playoff Damian. Thank you, uh, we would Joe not. Buck. And then Yeah, for real. Uh you also look, they have LaShawn McCoy. Is hasn't he, done I much, he was hurt. He's That's a guy, why he you gotta playing. you gotta watch him. He might be hurt, but uh, I, don't, I haven't um, heard right now. I haven't heard Shady McCoy's name in a long time on that team. <laughs> a couple, couple, I three, four not. weeks. Look, I, I'm excited though. Mm-hmm. If he can get this, he ring. deserves it. I'm excited. Um, you talk about wide receivers though. Mike Evans and Chris mm-hmm. Godwin, the, the two. Chris Godwin's the most oh, underpaid 100%. wide receiver I think in the league. Then you talk about the guys that Brady really brings up, and Scotty Miller and Tyreek. They're they're talking. They might race halftime, or they'll get. <laughs> they want to do some, you know, pay per view for charity. I, I, I would definitely watch that. I I would definitely. I think uh, that would be a very fun experience. But Scotty Miller, speedy guy, uh, really brought up mm-hmm. by Brady and his level of play. You talk about also Tyler Tyler Johnson. I mean, you have those receivers, but then you also have Antonio Brown. I think he's questionable for the Super Bowl. He's playing, bro. He's playing. If Mahomes played concussed or whatever, he's playing. You talk about tight ends. Rob Gronk, you mentioned Cameron Brait. The line is good. There's young guys like Werfs, rookie season, balling. Ali Marpet, we mentioned. Um, and and I think A.Q. Shipley's mm-hmm. on IR. He was He's, he's their backup mm-hmm. center. Maybe he was starting to start. But Ryan Jensen, he he, I, I feel like oh, he's a little is. Yeah, underrated definitely. on the line. Uh, um, you you move to the defense. Can I talk about Tristan Wirfs before we move on to the defense, dude? Tristan Wirfs, Tristan Wirfs, one I of the steals of the if, draft. If, if linemen got more recognition, if they got more recognition, he would be a definitely top one of the steals of the draft. In my talk opinion. about linemen. No doubt. I think we mentioned them too. Mm-hmm. When, yeah, because I believe I, I remember talking about the Bucks and they because I talked about Winfield and Johnson and then Wirfs. Which all of their picks this year made For instant sure. impact. But yeah, go ahead I mean, and talk about y- Tristan Wirfs. You, you task the man. He was an offensive tackle out of Iowa. Obviously one of those big, burly, you know, Big Ten kind of offensive linemen. And then you tell him, okay, you're the, I think, well, they were 10th, 11th pick in the draft in 2020. Okay. You were protecting some yeah, no-name quarterback like at Iowa against Big Ten defensive linemen. Okay, kid, here's your task now. 
You have to protect the goat. You have to protect his blind side. He has a right tackle. And for him basically to keep Brady clean all season long, not injured, and yeah. just for a first round pick to start most of the games is amazing. When you're when you're on that kind of a team, mm-hmm. you're on the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, you're not expecting to start right out of the gates as an offensive lineman. Going to be protecting Tom no. Brady in your first NFL game. Could you imagine the nerves this kid had? Yeah, I know Brady probably talked to him and said, hey, you got this. No one, Brady. But you're right. I couldn't do it, bro. I couldn't do it. Not not for the GOAT, bro. I would be so nervous, man. I, I, Tristan Wirfs, linemen just don't get enough recognition. And honestly, Tristan Wirfs is, is in his rookie season is one of the best. And that's what's so interesting to me is, I mean, you have all these guys who've been in the league so long, but Tristan Wirfs, young dude, like you said, comes in. It's rare to get that starting job. He gets it, and he proves why he deserves it. Now he's playing in the Super Bowl. Could you imagine, bro, you're drafted by the Bucks and playing with Tom Brady is one thing, and that's mm-hmm. almost like a Super Bowl, right? Like, had, had we made it to the NFL and just been on a team with Tom Brady, that would be just the equivalent of me winning Definitely, the Super Bowl. Yeah. I would be just if I was the guy. water guy, the water boy, or the Gatorade guy, or, you know, the Dude, high athletic trainer. <laughs> yeah. The only athletic trainer I would not want to be is yeah, the one for the Chargers. Justin, who, like, or broke Tyrod Taylor's ribcage. Yeah. Dude, he, like, pierced his lung, and, like, they had to rush him to the hospital. Did you hear about the chief barber that tested positive? You know, you know, oh like half gosh. the team is planning to go get their haircuts by him. Could you imagine the impact? Could you imagine Bro. if you were talking about that right now, not having the Super Bowl for like two weeks? We probably <laughs> came up for a week and a half. And wow. We almost didn't have it on Sunday. I know. I would have been so mad, dude. But uh, I saw I see an article real quick while I'm on this depthchart.com. It says Tampa Mayor makes a playful push to rename the city Tampa Bay. Yeah, they were selling a lot of merch. I remember when uh, Tampa Bay when Tampa when Bay. he officially signed. But uh, go back, go on, and go talk That's about funny, the defense. Dude. I mean, I know you really like this defense, and so do I. No, this defense is really good. I think they had a like one or two missed games, like mm. where, where they weren't the level I thought they were. But no, overall. This is probably like the best defense right now. When you just look at the veteran guys, Nadama King Sue, okay. But then you have Vita Vea. That, that dude, talk about a run He's stuff. Really talk about those combined. Yeah. I mean, they probably could pull a truck oh between the two of them. William Golston. They really could, dude. Sue, Vita Vea, William Golston, another guy like veteran, JPP. You take a look at the two, three linebackers, like the four linebackers that they have starting are Jason Pierre-Paul, Devin White, Levante David, Shaquille Barrett. That has to be one of the best linebacking cores Yo, of at all least time. In the league right now. I think that linebacking core, no, yeah, that linebacking core is better than like when they when the 49ers had like Patrick mm-hmm. Willis and Navarro Bowman. Like this is four guys who are like in Definitely. the discussion for top of their position. Jerson Pierre-Paul, Devin White, Levante David, Shaquille Barrett. Insane. You take a look at the secondary, very underrated. Carlton very underrated. Davis, very, very underrated. Jamel Dean, he's had some really good games and showed up on the matter. Mm-hmm. Ross Cockrell, even, showed up in some of these moments. Antoine Winfield, though, mm-hmm. by far the best part of the secondary. And his rookie season, by far Jordan the best. Jordan Whitehead is my Jordan Whitehead for that secondary. I think tied I think for fourth he's, he's in the league this year in interceptions. 
Because they're not going to throw towards well, Winfield. Winfield's more of a safety, well, so you know he's will, more. Obviously. I would think they're going to use him more as okay. You're you're going to be the guy that is going to be in charge of stopping Tyreek Hill if he gets past everybody else. And that's not yeah, an easy task, no doubt. And I, it's not. But I think I think he's definitely going to, mm, and he's definitely. been putting in that work. It shows. Then you also talk about a guy mm. you're really high on, Sean Murphy. Really like him a lot. Really good at that second corner spot. Really, really good. And that's the thing. Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean, Ross Cockrell. This is an underrated cornerback mm-hmm. unit. I mean, I, I, I think they're sleeping on them. Then you talk about, I mean, your your kicker, Former Chief. Ryan Suckup. And uh, I never thought I never thought I'd be saying like, oh yeah. But no, Ryan Suckup is a solid kicker. I think I would I would want him on my team. Mm-hmm. And I think he fits this team very well. I think he fits right in with the stars. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give this to the Bucks. It, it, it might be close, but at the same time, here's the thing. When the Chiefs played the Browns, the Browns should have won that game. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, I'll be so realistic. Because when Pat Pat went down, they had all the chance in the world. They shouldn't have punted and given it back to Chad Henney. I know it's Chad Henney, Definitely. but you just can't give it back to the Chiefs at all. Um, and also, they got screwed helmet to helmet. And that fumble rule has always been stupid. But whatever you want to say, Browns, the Browns. Baker Mayfield could have won. Against the Chiefs. He really could have. Justin Herbert should have beat this team in the regular season. The Chiefs are not invincible. Mm-hmm. They are the best team, but they are not invincible. And this might be bold of me to say, but one way I could see this getting going, and in my head I almost picture it. The Steelers played the Browns the final week of the season, mm-hmm. and it was really close, yep. right? 22-24 final. Take a look at week 12. It was 27-24 between the Bucks and the Chiefs. I think it's so bold of me, but in the first quarter of that game, the Chiefs scored 17. I'm going to say it's going to be flipped oh, wow. this game, and the Bucks wow. are going to do it just like just <laughs> like what the Browns did. And and I know that's really bold, and, and you can't count Patrick Mahomes out. No, but they are there's not only been one invincible team, team in NFL Buccaneer. history. 72 Dolphins. <laughs> and it, it's not the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, this, 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 this team can be beaten. Mm-hmm. And they were beaten by the Raiders. Like we, we forget. Raiders to had their that. bright spots though this season. They did, but the Bucks are better. Than they showed it on the man. field. Brady threw five touchdowns and, and, against the and, Raiders this season. That was Scotty Miller's like coming out game, kind of. Yeah, for real. But yeah, I honestly, I know it's I, so bold, but I could see this going like that. Steelers, it's a Super Browns Bowl, game, man. First, anything, first anything can happen. If you would have told me in that Seattle Denver Super Bowl. In uh, what was that 2014 when uh, first first half yeah, of the game I did not was think a, it was uh, going to be like that. And then the Broncos, I believe, scored eight yeah. points in that game. If you'd have told me that, that, that just tells yeah. you the Super Bowl, anything can happen. We could get a, like we did in the Atlanta Super Bowl, Super Bowl 53, where it was 13 to three. Yeah. You know, we could get one of those Super Bowls, or we could get a 55 to 49 we Super could. Bowl. That's the amazing thing of the Super Bowl is you. Ne- we be. could talk about it for a week and a half or two weeks, but you never know what's going to happen until the game mm-hmm. starts, and that's what I love. About- and you look at one of the underrated Super Bowls, Eagles, 41, 41, no 37, 41, 34, something like that. Yeah, it was crazy. No one punted. The only Brady reason they lost was five hundred yards that ball and, and lost down. in that game, and was a hail mary away. Yeah. From winning that game, yeah, I believe realistically, Gronk yeah, Mary. it was it. It could have been done. <laughs> Watch Gronk drop another. 
Maybe Gronk could do himself though this game. You never know. Yeah, Maybe this is he catches Hail Mary. I think I think if you put DeAndre Hopkins in the Super Bowl, that's how it goes. Unprecedented seasons ever for it to end on a Hail Mary by somebody. I I I honestly could see it, bro. But um, yeah, I think that um, I think even though I think the Chiefs realistically should win. The Bucks are going to come out on top of this one, and it's either going to be a heartbreak, like I said, where Brady drives down and wins it, or it's going to be um, they come out ready, and the Chiefs are the ones who are, like, mm-hmm. tailing and have to try. And I wouldn't knock Mahomes to come back, but I just think if the Bucks can get that right scheme right out the gate and set the tempo, I think the Chiefs are usually the ones that set the tempo nowadays against their opponents. I think if you if you study that Raiders game they lost, even if you can get some of the things right that the Browns did against them, I think that the Bucks have a really good shot at winning this game, and I, I think they're going to come out on top. Moving on to our sleeper players, I mean, mm-hmm. my first one's going to be Leonard Fournette. Just because playoff Lenny, and you saw what Damian Williams did last year in the playoffs. You saw what even C.J. Henderson, when he signed with the Rams when they made the Super Bowl, Gurley went down in those playoffs, and he he had to carry them. Or C.J. Anderson, like he 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 went off for the three. What I mean, he he was good for the Broncos too when he was there. But when he when Gurley went down for the Rams, and he he, he had to take on the load, and then neither Gurley or him did anything in that Super Bowl. And you know that's what we're going to talk about. Jared Goff as being remembered as a you know three points yeah. in the Super Bowl <laughs> type dude. But it's not uncommon yeah. for running backs to break out in the playoffs. I guess you remember when Ricky Williams Moser was the proof of that last touchdowns year? NFC Championship game last year and did nothing yeah. in the Super Bowl. Insane. And and that's the thing they 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 either do it all in the playoffs and nothing in the Super Bowl or or they're a Damian Williams they do it in the playoffs and they get it done in the Super Bowl and they, it comes full circle. And I'm gonna go ahead and say that playoff Lenny, he's eaten. He's eaten. He's been making videos about old head Tom Brady. He's he's been talking, and I heard him talk about how he hated the name Lenny because his uncle called him it. But now he's embraced playoff Lenny. I think playoff Lenny. I think this. I think honestly, I think if the Bucks win this, either a defensive player like Levante David or Winfield get the MVP, mm-hmm. or Tom Brady gets the MVP. But another guy who's possible is if 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 Fournette really carries this team. Because he has the potential to do. He came out of LSU, and mm, number four they, pick, they're a I good believe. school. Yeah, and he was mm-hmm. said to be the next AP, whatever you want to call it. No, Leonard Fournette. He's not at that level, but he is not bad. He he moved up to the number one yeah. spot on their depth chart on their website over Rojo. And I, I mean, I I think and he's going to be a big thing that you said, Leonard Fournette. Home. Chiefs are giving up the nineteenth most. Fan or not fantasy points, rushing yards per game, 122 yards a game. So that's really going to be interesting to watch because the Chiefs that's that's one of their weaknesses. And the Chiefs of 14 and 2 this year really didn't have any weaknesses, but the run game is a, the run defense is going to be a big issue. And I think that's very honest that uh, Fournette could go for you know 80, 90 yards, get a couple touchdowns. And I mean, in their first meeting, mm. he only had three carries for 10 yeah, yards. I think they were trailing a lot of that game and as well. He was it relatively, was a blowout for most of it. Yeah. For 20, 20 to 7 at half, I mean, you it was um, 
27 mm-hmm. to 10 at the end of the third quarter. So, I mean, to, to even say the score is 27, 24 is one of those cases where we say, Hey, score doesn't reflect, but at the same time, nope. you're not out of it till the, till it's over before when they met Brady did throw those two interceptions and London Fournette didn't have that good a game. I think it's going to go opposite. And I do think Fournette's going to have a really good game. He was relatively mm-hmm. new to the team at that time too. I think, I mean, that was only week 12. Like that. Yeah. It was midway like through the season seven or week six. Yeah. I think uh, he's, he's coming into form in the playoffs, but why All right, we're going to keep uh, the offensive theme going and play. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers theme going. Obviously there aren't going to be too many sleepers from the Kansas city chiefs. Most, you know, people know 95% of that roster, but I want to talk about Scotty Miller. One of, becoming one of my favorite wide receivers in the league. The more I listened about him, the more highlights I watched, the more, you know, the more Bucks games I've watched this year, I've really grown to be a big fan of Scotty Miller. 33 catches, 501 yards, three touchdowns in the uh-huh. second year. He was a sixth round pick out of Bowling Green uh, in the MAC in Ohio in the 2019 draft. Only had one target, no catches in their first meeting with the Chiefs. Obviously, more of that deep threat kind of guy. Only had four catches, but had 82 yards and a touchdown in the postseason. He sounds kind of bold to be a sleeper, but he is maybe just just a deep threat. You know, if Brady's got it going, maybe he gets three, five targets. Maybe I could see him getting five catches, maybe 45, 50 yards. And if Brady does take that deep shot down the field and Scotty Miller's in one on one coverage, I think Scotty Miller can get a touchdown in this game. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think Scotty Miller, if he gets a touchdown okay. in this game, his name is going to be a lot more known. I well, think now it's that becoming he's more known, especially Kill, now yeah. he's kind of challenged. You know, yeah, I think it's known now. But uh, no, I think that he could really come on the map and and be that sl- known as Brady's new mm-hmm. Welker or his new Edelman, like that type of player. Um, and you mentioned, you know, people know ninety five percent of the Chiefs roster. I my second sleeper pick is actually from the Chiefs, yeah. and it's just Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think that if anyone's going to make the difference for the Chiefs, it's not going to be Kelsey, it's not going to be Hill, it's not going to be Mahomes, because mm-hmm. they're going to have good games regardless. They're pretty much shoo-ins. Miko might struggle; he does sometimes, but he's he's a solid too, and he's underrated. He is, but I think if anyone for the Chiefs is going to be the sleeper, I think it's Clyde Edwards, and I think the reason is. You saw what he did. Obviously, it was against the Texans. But in week one, he had a really good game. Yes. And that's what what pulled them ahead of the game, like instantly. It was a rainy – I think it was a wet, rainy day. So, I mean, it wasn't really the last game. It was a good game. It was a blowout. That was the first game of the year. You know, we hadn't had much live sports since the Super Bowl. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. But uh, no, I think if Clyde Edwards gets clicking, I think that that'll be what ends up really helping them out. Um, All right, I want to talk about Sean Murphy Bunting, obviously the corner for Tampa. Uh, You know, not a lot of people know about this guy. He's a great, great season for him. 65 tackles, four interceptions, two of those four coming in the playoffs this year. Uh, Second round pick out of Central Michigan, another Mac school, you know, a little local connection. Uh, Mount Pleasant about an hour and a half away from here. I can see him getting four to six tackles, maybe with a pass breakup or two. And does he keep that playoff interception streak alive, getting his third straight game with an interception in the playoffs? Uh, Five tackles in that first meeting with Kansas City and 77 snaps. 
And uh, another thing about the pass breakups, four of his seven pass breakups this season have been in the playoffs. So he's going to be a sneaky guy to watch. Maybe he jumps, you know, some of those crossing routes. Obviously, crossing route is a huge thing that Patrick Mahomes likes to run with Travis Kelsey. Do you see him maybe matched up against yeah. Travis Kelsey or pardon me, Tyreek Hill getting you know, those crossing routes? But do you see him getting matched up against Travis Kelsey, maybe in a one on one and not necessarily high pointing the ball, but, you know, making that athletic play on the sideline to maybe get that interception? I, I see it. I think, I honestly think he's going to continue the streak. It makes a lot to intercept Patrick Mahomes. Sure, because, I mean, it does. It really does. But the Dolphins did it three two times. Tips. Two and tips it's not impossible. The thing also, yeah. But, uh, you know, you talk about, like you said, four of his past breakups have come in the playoffs, four of seven. He's one of those guys who I think come playoff time mm-hmm. and come the, the big stage and it's like he can almost get to that For his next young year. age. That's, that's I think pretty he's nice really to in see that out of a young year. player. And you take a look. There's been so many corners who you wouldn't have known about them until they made those plays. Richard Sherman, when he made that play and, and made that statement, that put him on the map. He was balling all year, but that's what is cemented in my brain is like Richard Sherman is a great corner. You talk about Darrell Rivas making plays week in, week out. Yeah, Deion Sanders was just a baller. You got to start somewhere. You got to make mm-hmm. legendary plays to be a legend. And I think this is an opportunity for him. And I, when I saw that he was your pick for sleeper, I, I really liked the pick just because, like you mentioned, what he's been doing in the playoffs. Three pass games, with, or this this could be his third straight with an interception. The pass breakups, he, he, he has – over 50% of them in the playoffs for the season. Um, I think he's in that next gear, like I said, and I think he's going to make a big difference. But um, all that being said, you know, I think it's going to be a really good Super Bowl. I'm super excited come Sunday. I'm going to be watching um, very mm-hmm. intensely this 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 year. Last year I did, but I also it was a party. It was, it was hard to watch, and I really only watched fourth quarter like – as intense as I wanted to, I think my eyes will be glued Definitely. to the screen come Sunday. But uh, moving on, you, we mentioned at the at the start, uh, Matthew Stafford. He departed from us. I knew it was going to happen. Didn't expect it so Bowl, quick, I though. Feeling, um, but I did not. I thought. I thought maybe like today or tomorrow. I thought. I thought it would be midweek. But um, an interesting thing I saw was uh, what we were offered yeah. by other teams. The Rams offered us the two future Hot garbage. a third and golf. Washington offered us Hot garbage. 19 and a third. Hot Carolina garbage. Carolina offered us eight and a late round pick, which is also trash. Yes. Pat's and a, a seventh rounder, rounder, I believe, as well. Player, and we don't even know what play. Was. Right. Kelly Stafford did not yeah. want to go to New England. It's like, what? So She made that clear. No, but clearly... Mm-hmm. Clearly, the Rams offered the best deal. I think um, when it comes to it, yeah. but Goff yeah, is not a, really. Wasn't too I'm keen on him guy. when the Rams took him number one overall. What are they? They traded seven draft picks, I believe, to move up from the Tennessee Titans yes. to go get Jared Goff. I mean, that was probably the worst quarterback class I think in the it last ten insane. years. The year where he was, where a guy like Jared Goff is number oh, one. Yeah. You know you don't have the greatest quarterback class. Came from Cal. Obviously, Cal produced Aaron Rodgers. They yeah. produced Marshawn Lynch. 
Javid Best, some some decent NFL players. But Jared Goff is not one of them. I like I said yeah. at the beginning, I liked the draft capital that we got. Yeah. The two firsts are gonna be big next year to have two first round picks in a rebuild or a retool or whatever yeah. Brad Holmes wants to call this. But to have two first rounders in 22, yeah. to have two first rounders in 23. And if uh to if the, we lose Kenny Holiday to free agency, we are gonna have three third round picks this season. Because that is a third rounder that we got from the Rams. We'll have our third yeah. rounder, and then we get a contempt compensatory pick for if we lose Kenny Galladay. Yeah. And and I think yeah. honestly, if we lose third rounders are kind of diamonds in the rough. Not, but I but trust Brad Holmes. Watching his watching what he are. did at the Rams, ninety five percent of his guys are somewhere in the league that he has drafted as being the director of college scouting for the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. You you know, Brad Holmes, obviously, from the Rams, you bring golf. I'm not a golf guy, but I think it's easy. They didn't want his contract anymore. They were done with him. It sounds like Jared Goff really didn't want to be there anymore. And I really wouldn't want to blame him because, yeah, Sean McVay is a great guy. You build this great offense around him. But it's the city of L.A. I mean, and it's not the city. It's the way that the the town handles the football team. They're not a big football town. Obviously, they didn't have a team for 30 years, and now they have two. But it seems like the people of L.A. and the Rams fans, they really didn't like Jared Goff because he didn't produce in the clutch. No. That Super Bowl run, that Super Bowl run wasn't And I think that's my knock on Jared Goff. It was on that stud defense. No, it wasn't. That season was Todd Gurley. And that, yeah, and that. And that playoff was C.J. Anderson. And I'm not a huge golf guy. Mm. I think he's just a kind of plug for now. Of a, And I think what I like most about this trade is the draft cap, capital. But I like that we don't go from mm-hmm. court, like quarterback to quarterback list. It's nice either. to have a guy. We have like, a 2021 opening day starter in there. on the roster now. Yeah. And and. Say what you want about him. I don't think he's going to be great, but I think he's going to be mid and serviceable, mm-hmm. and I think he'll he'll get the plan in motion. It gives us and flexibility, I think, I like think about number seven. Um, and, and really what he said mm-hmm. was, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. excited to be somewhere that I know wants me and appreciates me. And and um, just, the, just the draft coming up and, and getting those picks for the next couple years um, is really what excites me because Brad Holmes – I wasn't too keen on him because he doesn't have a lot of experience. This trade gave me a lot of faith because this is the best trade Lions have ever made. Ever. History. And, um, I mean, I, I'm not sure how I feel about Dan Campbell, but with so far what Brad Holmes did with this trade, I like most out of – I mean, that's so much better than anything Bob Quinn did. So much better. Miles better, obviously, because of how bad Quinn was. Um not a huge golf guy. I could say that a million times, and I think my biggest knock is what you said: the clutch. He choked. You look at that Super he choked. Bowl. It was he three hit points. The spotlight in that Super Bowl. He choked so bad. The best thing I can say about the trade, though, out of everything, is that mm-hmm. Stafford has a chance and those draft picks, unfortunately, are going to be high, probably, and because maybe the Rams are going to be, I would say, in the playoffs for the next two yeah. years. But it also gives them, Super Bowl you know, gives us dude. a little bit of hope. Stafford's obviously had injuring problems over his career. 
and I'm not wishing bad luck on the LA Rams or yeah. you know, injury on Matthew Stafford now that he is not a member of the Lions. But if he continues yeah. with this injury issues, John Wolford's their backup quarterback. I don't think John Wolford's going to be leading them to the playoffs. Yeah. So those, you know, we we would think those would be anywhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 28, you know, for overall picks. If Stafford's, you know, keeps the string of not being healthy, those could be top 10 or top 15 picks. And we could could have the possibility of not having two first-round picks, but having two top 15 picks. And that just makes this rebuild or retool, whatever we want to call it, I would think, you know, get a little bit more of a head start. It also gives the Lions a lot of flexibility in number seven, I think. I have a I have a question for you. Do you think yeah. they either we trade, can, back, trade or back or do you still see the Lions taking a quarterback in the first round? I see if okay. they take a first so you think more of a Mac, round maybe a Mac Jones, a Kyle Trask instead of a, seven, a, a I think Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. Okay. Yeah, I think it's I think love Mac Jones. I would like Mac Jones, dude. I would. I I would love mm-hmm. him on the team, especially behind golf learning and and I think that uh, he he could really do well behind Goff. Um, Trading up to a team that needs a quarterback, maybe like a we Denver. We don't need the seventh pick now that we found or Teams, yeah. Washington. Washington's looking yeah. for a quarterback. I think, I think there's a lot of stock. I would. It's a top ten pick. I think we trade it. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely want to. Um, also, though, yeah, I, I, I think I might be buying a Matthew Stafford Rams shirt. I think I might be. Mm-hmm. I will. I, I'm going to support Stafford no matter what. I heard somebody I on like, the radio uh, say you know, that now we have two games now, to watch Cooper here in Cup, Detroit. Manjo. We have the Lions. We kind of you know do a little Sunday doubleheader. The yeah. Lions will be playing at one, and most of the Rams games are four. So you know, yeah. we'll get to watch to see uh, how Stafford does and how maybe what yeah. draft pick we're going to get. I'm definitely watching Stafford all next year, yeah, bro. I know. I'm. I'm. I already miss him, bro. Just knowing that he's gone is like wow, and just looking the at way the he looks in Honolulu golf, blue. I, mean, I do like the way golf, golf looks, looks nice in Honolulu blue. I do like it, bro. It looks like a uh, I know, yeah, uh, a little bit short haired uh, Trevor Lawrence in a way. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence looks so good. I, I wish we could have gotten him somehow. A lot man. of flexibility. Um, I mean, they but, go yeah. Fields, they go Wilson at seven, they trade back, maybe they go get Jones. I'd say. Like I said last couple weeks, you know, you go for a wide receiver O tackle maybe in rounds two to three, and you just go defense the rest of the way because that's how the Rams, that's how yeah. Brad Holmes built the team around Jared Goff in LA. Okay. You got, you had your weapons. He drafted Cup yeah. in like the second or third round. Big uh, B was already there. They picked up Robert Woods. They had Cooks for that yeah. year. Gurley was already there, but he went out and built that defense and gave Jared Goff a top five defense because he knows Jared Goff's not going to be the guy to throw for 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns like Matthew Stafford can do. He knows Goff will go for maybe 25, 3,000 yards with maybe a 30-touchdown season, and you need the defense to win you half of those games. Yeah, for sure. And I I think it's it's good to have that connection with him and Goff already. And – I think it's better than any other quarterback we could have. Well, obviously, you looked at what we were offered in the trade. We weren't offered another quarterback, I don't think. I, I heard the, the Patriots offered an offer. Cam I think they may have thrown in Trubisky. I don't think they can because he's a one-year. Oh, my gosh. Oh my Trubisky would have been our quarterback the, next year. I don't know so what I would have done. I would have considered I, my fandom of, I uh, of really being a Lions liked, fan. Uh, 
really would have considered it. <laughs> yeah, I swear. But I, <laughs> I would have really liked to send um somebody supposed to deal. We could have had the number eight pick and Jerry cool. Judy for uh, Stafford. Jerry Judy in a Lions uniform with a new with a rookie quarterback. That would have been nice. I would, oh. I would have said, forget Galladay. Let him that go. Would have been so nice. Jerry Judy is like six years younger, and he's probably already going to have a better career than Galladay, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's a win win. I think Stafford has a chance to get a ring. I think we get really good draft capital and someone who can just fill the role of starting quarterback for the season ahead. And we can put someone behind them from this rookie class or from free agency um, or what have you. And I think we should trade back that pick. And I, I, I think it's going to be a really good um, upside for the mm-hmm. Lions. I think the Lions won this trade, though. I know Stafford is way better now than than what we're going to have. But the future, future is going to be better for us. Yes, future Squidward voice, and then we have future. <laughs> jump in, jump in, jump in. <laughs> but uh, uh, moving on yes. to our final segment, it's a it's a betting segment. Not, not much of us um, do it. I it's just now legal about, in the state you know, for a couple weeks. Betting. But, you know, it's just a little bit of fun. Everybody likes to, you know, bet on the Super Bowl, yeah, whether it's, and, you know, Super Bowl squares or uh, the fun prop bets, you know, how long is the national anthem going to be? What color Gatorade is the opposed or the the winning coach going to get doused in? You know, what's the coin toss? You know, is the opening kick going to be a touch touchback or not? Some fun things, you know, for people to you know throw some friendly wagers around. So they gave me the idea of well, we picked five here, and we'll see what you like here. We'll lead off here with the uh, as I mentioned the national anthem. Uh, two people are going to be singing the national anthem. The length of the national anthem over under is one minute and 59 seconds. In the last 28 seasons of the Super Bowl, the average length of the anthem is one minute, 55 seconds. Uh, the longest one in that span was two minutes and 35 seconds. Uh, I think I'm going to take the over here on 159 just because of the average. What do you think? I think I'm going to go ahead and go over based on your, you're right. 155 is the Alicia average. Keys was actually the one that had the longest uh, national going there. in that spin. And you take a look, her is singing this one and she's a little similar to Alicia. Keys. have a lot of high for notes, two people think, to be singing know, this one. A lot of I think long holding, you know, notes. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely so. Hey. <laughs> she said after that one, she said, birdie. let's play That's some basketball. Let... <laughs> Bro, the hardest Amine bar I ever heard. He goes in one of his songs. He's like, you thought you sang an anthem, but you just sang you a Fergie. And I was like, when I heard that, bro, my head about exploded. And I was like, bro. Bro, it, it, don't, it don't get more fire than that, bro. That's insane. <laughs> it just don't. Like, Dray- bro, I, I just whenever when you mentioned Draymond's the name Fergie, Dray- like, that image off. of Draymond just so hard not to laugh. They had hand the camera yes. to stuff and to clay. I mean, and Jimmy. He, he I, about- it was the all three game in LA, so I believe like Fallon yes, and guys like that were front row. Jimmy Fallon was trying so Chris Rock <sighs> was laughing so hard. Clay had that, you know, sly little smile and he was trying to, like, hard not to laugh. Yeah. 
he like starts looking down at the ground like away from the camera it's just so funny but uh you know next one you it looks like you have tom brady first touchdown in yards yeah over or under set at 12.5 yards is that all right, so go down. First touchdown pass of the season, I believe, was like week five against the Raiders, where he threw that 48 yard touchdown to Scotty Miller. Uh, he's had five touchdowns, first touchdowns over 10 yards in 2020. Uh, I'm going to say the under here because I see them, I see them getting the ball first. I see them winning the toss or they get deferred or whatever happens. I see them going on a long drive and scoring first, but. It's either going to be one of those five to 10 yard, you know, tight end kind of Gronk Cameron break touchdowns, or as you mentioned, they're going to be trying to feed Leonard Fournette. I think I don't see, you know, I don't see Evans or Godwin catching like a 25 yard touchdown. I see it being either a rushing touchdown or once they did get down to the goal line, the bucks do like to run a lot of play action. And obviously you got to get inside the goal line. It's probably going to be less than 10. Yeah. So I'm going to go the under on this. I'm actually going to go ahead and go the over, and I think it's going to be around that 15 to 13-yard range, obviously, just a little above. And I think it's going to be 15 to 13 yards to Chris Godwin. They love those kind of fade routes to him. I think that could be the first Buccaneers touchdown of the game is Godwin or maybe even Evans, but I just see it going to Godwin. I I definitely see what you're saying, though. I think they're going to have to drive down that first drive. I see them getting the ball first, and and I see them really setting the tempo of the game. and I th- I just think it's going to be uh, over total on that points. One. The over um, under for this game is fifty six and a half. KC averaging thirty points per game themselves, and they gave up around twenty three points a game. That is already fifty three points. So I mean, you know that that gets you a field goal away from fifty six and a half. Uh, the Bucks average thirty one a game, and they give up twenty two. You add that up, that also equals fifty three. I see it, you know, being a high scoring game. I mean, if you're not taking the over on this, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go the over as well. I mean, obviously, I predicted a 38-27, so, you know, some quick math. That's already, that's 65 points, so. Yeah, I think think it's definitely going to be over. (laughs) Um, But moving on to – the fourth one, opening kickoff, okay, so, a touchback. So, yes, for you. Minus so if you what were to wager $100 on one each down. one of these, uh, yes, at minus 310 would mean you would win $30, $32.26. And a no at plus 230 means you would, uh, if you wagered 100 you would win 230 So la- I did some research on this. The five of the last six opening kicks to start a Super Bowl have been returnable, which is quite surprising. Because, you know, you think of an opening kick in the NFL and it always goes out of the back of the end zone. I mean, these guys have big legs. They're going to have a little bit more. The kicker, whoever the kicker, you know, kicking off, whether it's going to be suck up or not suck up, Butker or uh, Bradley Pinion as suck up does not do the kickoff duties for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, it's the Super Bowl. You know, you're all hyped up. You know, you're going to kick the ever living snot out of the ball, probably, you, which surprises me that five of the last six have been returned. Uh, Butker has 72 out of possible 95 on touchbacks this year. Pinion is uh, 85%, 85 for 100. I'm taking the no on the touchback, especially if the Bucks get the ball. Obviously, if the Chiefs get it, you're not going to want to kick it to Mecole Hardman because Mecole Hardman could pull a Devin Hester. Opening kick touchdown to start the Super Bowl. Yeah. So the, me, me taking the he, no on this really is really bad on the Bucks the getting the ball the to start the game. 
Yeah, I I would go ahead and agree with what you said. If if the Bucks go ahead and get it, I don't think it's a touchback. If the, look do, at it, if the Chiefs get the ball, do you think that's the Bucks another story it? we'll have to see? And it's still returnable. It still counts as a return because they're trying to kick it away from Harden. I think uh, if if the Bucks kick it, they'll just go ahead and kick it. I think because you can fear me, Cole Hardman, or you can just trust your players to stop them. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going no on the touchback and. Uh, I honestly think the Definitely. first kick of every Super Bowl should be returned just because you get like it's the Super Bowl, bro. It's not a normal game. But uh, moving on to the last one, right? Uh, Chiefs yards on offense over under set at yeah, 429.5. Uh, what do you got? 370 yards a game for the Kansas City Chiefs, including the playoffs in 18 games. The Bucks they have the best defense in the league. They're still allowing 275 per game. I mentioned earlier with the over-under, you know, going way over at 56. This is going to be a high-scoring game. I see the Chiefs going over 429. I see them hitting almost 500 total. I think uh, they're going to hit around 402, <laughs> maybe maybe 420. I think it's going to okay. be <laughs> maybe 420. I think it's going to be right below, right below. Or four twenty nine. Yeah, I, I just think it's under, but not. It'd be by called a, a bad beat in the industry, and I like, uh, I really people like don't get people aren't happy when that happens <laughs> to them that close. So people get a little angry, <laughs> just like in the old Brown or the yeah, uh, Chiefs Ravens, or not Chiefs Ravens, the uh, Browns Ravens game. The spread was actually three for that game. I don't know if you knew this. And that, uh, that safety, uh, yeah. yeah, there were a lot of people that were. Oh my uh, gosh, <laughs> quite. Unhappy that uh, lost some cheddar, you know, messed them up. I I would have been so mad, <laughs> so mad. But I mean, you take a look. It was Patrick Mahomes. Made that Patrick Mahomes carved up that defense in week twelve. He did. He definitely did. But I think this is going to be the one where, uh. I think they're going to get it right this time, and I think by playing them already in the season, the Bucks are going to be a lot more prepared. Um, you saw what they did in the first time they played the Packers compared to the second time. Each matchup was different. The first one, they absolutely held the Packers. The second, the Packers were closer. That's, I think, just different circumstances go into it, and I think this time they'll be more prepared for the Chiefs, especially at this stage, especially knowing Tom Brady. Even though he's not on defense, he's he's a winner, and Knowing Levante David, he's almost the top. He is the Tom Brady of that defense, and that's why I really quick, uh, think they have MVP, a really good shot. Uh, prediction but, I mean, anyways, I, think I gave you mine at the very beginning with uh, Travis Kelsey. MVP yeah. for Super Bowl. Um, I honestly would like to see someone other than a quarterback get it. If they win, but if the Bucks win it, like I say, I think it goes Tom Brady. Yeah, and I think it goes Brady. Um, but anyways, thanks for listening to episode 41. We really hope you enjoyed our different content today, especially, I mean, the final segment talking about betting a little different for us yes, in the start, do. you know, we got a little off track. We, we do talk about a lot of broad topics. Also, also thank you for, you know, um, sticking with the Matthew Stafford stuff as Lions fans, you know, it's very yeah, important and it shook and the league. Like, oh I saw gosh. all over social media. Oh my gosh. 
for real. I remember you text me. This is what. So this is what I wake up to. I'm thinking, yeah, like if I would have been asleep and woke up to this, it's just it's not my TV. I wouldn't never. First thing I saw, Detroit, L.A. Rams deal. His trade capital. We really traded him to the Rams. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I saw that it was rumored the day before it happened. So when it happened, I was like, okay, so it's just confirmed. It was. It was some source that said. They're they're viewing the Rams as a potential contender in the trade market. And it was just like because of Brad Holmes or because of, you know. And then the next day is when I was like, it happened. And at first I, I, I didn't oh, know okay. if it was true because I, I saw it on two like profiles. And I and and it was like yeah, one sure. is less following and you all, you always see fake stuff. And then I, I, I couldn't find really it wasn't on the NFL like Instagram or wasn't really on the news yet it's like when i looked it up when i first found out it happened was within the first like three minutes of finding out i look it up on google and it still said like what i had seen about the potential they're viewing them as a possible contender in the trade market and i was like oh so that's what they mean and then like five minutes later everyone was like yeah he's been traded so yeah i mean a lot a lot happened this week and really just excited for the game come sunday um, been working pretty much all week, every single day. So when I get off Sunday, you best believe I will be sitting, I will be relaxing, and I will be preparing for the Super Bowl and truly excited as if I were a kid because this Super Bowl is, is just going to be a special one, I think, um, for me and just for the mm-hmm. NFL. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Could be Tom Brady's last, if we're being realistic. Mm-hmm. We don't know how much. This is the best roster he's ever had, I feel, overall. And um, I think that this could be the last Super Bowl we see Brady in. And if it is, I hope he gets a seventh, and I hope it's memorable if he doesn't. But uh, go ahead and wrap up. All right, uh, next week, we'll say I think for, for episode the, uh, number 42, we, uh, we're we going to be talking, obviously wrapping up the Super Bowl, you know, breakdown of the game, what we liked, what we didn't like. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about the commercials, you know. Everybody likes looking forward to that. The halftime show should be good. The weekend, he uh, I already threw $7 million of his own money into the weekend the halftime show. So, yeah, one of the best of all time. Which, We're going to talk about also our been. top five games of the 2020 season. Obviously, yeah. we broke down anywhere between four and six games for each regular season week and then plus every playoff game. So we'll give you our top five games of the 2020 season. Obviously there's a lot yeah. for the Super Bowl, maybe make it into the top five list. And we continue with our future of the NFL series uh, with more top it five could. draft prospect by position with running backs could have a guest. We may not. We'll see uh, when we get there. We will definitely let you guys know. And uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, if you don't have anything else to say, Alex, we will see you next week.